praises be to our loving Abba, that we are able to continue to study the teachings of our King Yahushua. We know he has much to teach us because he is, after all, our master, he is our teacher, he is our Mashiach, and he's always watching over his servants, even to this very day, where he sits at the right hand of our father, Yahuwah Abba. And so when we study the seven assemblies, we notice that there are patterns in the teachings of our king, Yahushua. For example, in all seven assemblies, Yahushua, when he gives feedback to his disciples, he often gives exhortations, he gives affirmations, or what he considers commendations, or the things that the assemblies are doing well. From time to time, he also gives rebukes. And so when we look collectively at the message of our king, Yahushua, if we follow his exhortations, if we follow the message that we find in his letters or in his message to the seven assemblies, we are able to prepare ourselves for salvation. So what is the teaching of our King Yahushua, his message to the congregation or ecclesia there in Ephesus? Let's begin our studies in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, verses 2 down to 3. I know your works, your labor, your patience. And that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not. And have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience. And have labored for my name's sake. And have not become weary. What is the message of our King Yahushua? To the ecclesia or congregation there in Ephesus. Our King Yahushua has plenty of good things to say about the congregation there in Ephesus. It would be worthwhile to look at these commendations because it reveals what Yahushua wants to see from each and every one of us. What is one of the commendations of our King Yahushua? What did he notice as good work from the brethren in Ephesus? He says, I know your works, your labor, and your patience. And so we know the congregation in Ephesus were not simply professing faith. They were proving their faith by their good works. What also can we notice about the congregation in Ephesus? They're not lazy. As a matter of fact, not only do they labor in doing good works, they persevere and they have patience. And they do not become weary because of their faith. Are we like this, brothers and sisters in the faith? That's one thing we can learn from the brethren in Ephesus. They were not lazy. They worked hard. They labored hard for the sake of the gospel. What also did our King Yahushua notice as attributes of the brethren in Ephesus? Bible says, I know that you cannot bear those who are evil. And so our King Yahushua confirms that as people of Elohim, we must not tolerate what is evil. We need to show boundaries and we need to continue to do what Yahuwah wants and reject what Yahuwah does not want. What also did our King Yahushua notice with the brethren in Ephesus? Bible says, you have tested those who are apostles and are not, and have found them to be liars. In other words, what our King Yahushua wants us to do is to test 
all things, not simply to accept everything that we hear. And this is especially relevant and applicable today, right? Because during the internet age, there's so much information and misinformation available from YouTube, Facebook, social media. And so we need to discern. How can we discern? How can we test for truth? By using the Holy Scriptures as our standard. We need to test all things. We need to test the things that we receive. But also, did our king say concerning the brethren in Ephesus, the Bible says you have labored for my name's sake. They did not give up. They did not become weary because of the reverence for the name of Yahushua. They loved and proclaimed the name of our king, Yahushua, because it is the name for salvation. However, what also did our king Yahushua notice concerning the, the congregation in Ephesus that he commended? Let's read the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and the verses 6. But this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. That's amazing. Yahushua here is stating something that probably not many of us probably anticipated hearing from him. He said he hated something. We know our King Yahushua is, about, is a man of love, right? He is all about love and compassion and mercy. But there's something that our King Yahushua hates. In fact, he even commends those who hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. This is why we need to look into what could possibly represent the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Well, the Nicolaitans, it's a group of, it's a religious system, which comes from two words, Nikau and Latins. Nikau means to rule over, Latins means the laity or the people. And so it is a religious system where the clergy rules over the laity or the common people. It is a religion of oppression. It is a religion of rulership. It is a religion of lordship where the one who is the leader of the religious group, they are like dictators and lords over their members. They cannot question their spiritual leader because the spiritual leader is a ruler over the laity. Our King Yahushua says that he hates the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And so when our King Yahushua was examining the brethren in Ephesus, they were passing with great colors. They were doing well because they were commended so much by our King Yahushua. He noticed all the good things that they were able to do. However, what was one rebuke? that our King Yahushua had for the congregation in Ephesus. Let's read what it says in the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and the verses 4. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. What is one of the rebukes of our King Yahushua that he showed to the congregation there in Ephesus. Perhaps they were caught off guard by this rebuke. Perhaps they were not expecting to be rebuked in this manner. What was the rebuke? Our King Yahushua says, you have left 
your first love. Brothers and sisters, we know that love is important. What is the first love referred to here by our King Yahusha? It is the commandment to love Yahuwah, the commandment to love Yahusha more than anyone and anything and with all of our heart, strength, and ability. That's the love that our King Yahusha was expecting from the brethren in Ephesus. You might be thinking, how can the brethren in Ephesus be lacking in love when they labored patiently, when they tested for truth? Because when we think of love, we think of the labors of love, right? And so why did our King Yahusha rebuke the congregation of Ephesus lacking in love that they left their first love? It is because they were not fulfilling a great aspect of love. See, brethren, when you think of love, what comes to mind? Oftentimes when we think of love, what comes to mind is the work and service of love. However, there's also an important aspect of love that we should not take for granted. What is that? It's the devotion of love. For example, when you have a relationship, husband and wife, the husband may be laboring. He may be working hard because he wants to provide for his spouse. And so the spouse says to the husband, how come you don't love me? And then the husband says, what do you mean I don't love you? I work hard for you. I work 16 hours a day to provide for your needs. Of course I love you. And then the wife says, but I want to hear it from time to time. Do you know what the wife is asking for? Expressions of affection, spending time with her. Yes, there is the work and service of love, but there's also the affection, the devotion of love. This is also what our father Yahuwah expects and what our King Yahusha expects. To illustrate the difference between the service of love and the devotion of love, the Bible gives us the following information in the book of Luke, chapter 10, 38 down to 40. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Yahusha's feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Now, what we find here is a perfect illustration of the difference between the service of love and the devotion of love. Now, take, take note. Both are essential. Both are important. Who is an example of one? Who, because of her love, served Yahusha? It was Martha. And so when Yahusha comes for a visit, what does Martha do? She is overseeing all the details of what needs to be done to be a good host to serve our king, Yahushua. However, while Martha was so busy with much serving, attending to the needs of our king, Yahushua, there's this, her sister, who is sitting at his feet. And so the sister, what's her name? 
Mary, right? Mary, instead of helping with the serving, what does she do? She just sits at the feet of our King Yahusha and just admiring and taking the time to appreciate that Yahusha was at their home. And so this was a big thing for Mary. She was expressing her affection for our King Yahusha. And so when Martha realizes that Mary was not doing anything to help in the serving, what does Mary, or what does uh, Martha demand from the Lord? He says, uh, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Do you know what our King Yahusha said in response? Let's read what it says in 41 down to 42. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. And so when Martha demands the Lord to instruct Mary to help her with the serving, Yahushua says to them, she says to Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. You know, brothers and sisters, it's good to serve right? We ought to be serving. This is why our King Yahushua commended the brethren in Ephesus. They were serving, laboring, working hard, were patient, did not become weary because of their faith in our King Yahushua. But there are times when we have to pause and discover. This is what our King Yahushua is speaking to Martha about. There's something that Mary has discovered. And this is something we need to learn to discover as well. What is that? It is the discovery when we sit at the feet of our King Yahushua, when we take the time to express our love for our King, when we meditate and contemplate upon Him, there is great power, great peace, and great joy. You see, this is what Mary discovered. Mary discovered joy just by being with who? Yahusha. Brethren, have we discovered that? Because sometimes there are people who are followers, disciples of our King Yahusha, but they're grumpy, you know, so-called grumpy Christians. That's because they do all this service. They do all this work, but they're like Martha. So overwhelmed by the details, they don't take the time to absorb the joy that can be had when they focus just on Yahushua. This is what Mary discovered. We need to do this too. And so brothers and sisters, every once in a while throughout the day, why not just be alone and just think about Yahushua? Why not meditate upon his teachings, upon his sayings, go to the Bible, and then just ponder there and pray to working Yahusha and express your love for him. Yes, we must express our love through service, but we must also express our love by means of our affection and our devotion. And so, brothers and sisters, let us heed this teaching of our King Yahusha. And what does our King Yahusha exhort the brethren in Ephesus to do? Let's read the book of Revelation 
chapter 2 and the verses 5. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. What is the exhortation of our King Yahusha? To the congregation there in Ephesus, Bible says, repent and do the first works. Remember from where you have fallen. Brothers and sisters, this is something that we need to do every day. We need to repent. Why must we repent every day? Because it may be that from time to time we have fallen. You see, for us to repent, we need to know. We need to see if we have fallen or not. And when we are able to assess that we have fallen, what must we do quickly? Bible says we must repent and return and to begin to practice our first love. Isn't it true that when a person begins something, isn't it true when we first became disciples of our King Yahushua, we were so filled with joy and zeal and enthusiasm that when we worshiped Yahuwah, it was with the outpouring of our hearts. But sometimes as human beings, what typically happens because of our human nature, eventually our worship becomes mechanical, right? We have the hymns, we're singing the hymns, but it's only lip service. Our mouth is moving, but our heart is not. In this event, we have left our first love. Worship becomes ritualistic. Brethren, when we sing the hymns, let us sing with an expression of love. Let us sing in such a way that we are saying to Yahuwah, we are saying to Yahusha, I love you. I want to be with you. I am nothing without you. This is how we must express our worship. The Bible says, if we have fallen from that spot, from that place of affectionate, passionate worship, then we should quickly repent so that our lampstands will not be taken away from all of us. And so when we look at the message of our King Yahusha, the commendations, the rebukes, and the exhortation, we compile them together. And what we have is a list of the will of Yahusha that we can gain from his message to Ephesus. We can call this the commands for Ephesus. What are they? Labor to do good works. Persevere with patience. Do not tolerate what is evil. Test for truth. Revere the name of Yahusha. Do not become weary. Hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Do not let your first love grow cold and repent and return quickly whenever we fall. Brethren, let us incorporate these commands and heed them in our life. Let us follow them because this is what our King Yahushua wants us to do so that we can overcome. There are many things happening in this life right now. Sometimes the world can overcome us. Sometimes our flesh can overcome us. Sometimes the devil can overcome us. But Yahushua, He's giving us these messages so that we can learn to overcome the world, to overcome the flesh, to overcome the adversary. Heed the message of our King Yahushua. Let us put to practice the commands that he has for each and every one of us. 
And when we are able to overcome, when we become victorious, what is the promise of our King Yahusha for each and every one of us? Revelation chapter 2 and the verses 7, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him who overcomes. I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of Elohim. What is the promise of our King Yahusha to those who are able to overcome? Our King Yahusha says, I will give to eat the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of Elohim. In other words, our King Yahusha is promising that he will give us life everlasting. Not only life everlasting, but a life filled with joy. Because that what, that's what the paradise of God represents. Paradise of God doesn't simply represent life. It doesn't simply represent eternal life. But a life filled with joy and awe and reverence. To be in the midst of Yahuwah himself. Together with our king, Yahusha HaMashiach. Who has won this victory for each and every one of us. Brethren, let us overcome. The way to overcome is by fulfilling the commands with love and affection, moved by our faith in our King Yahushua. But what can we do so that we will be able to overcome? Because it's not that simple. What does our King Yahushua, what does he want us to remember so that we will be able to overcome? Let's read Revelation chapter 2 and the verses 1 to the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Brothers and sisters, what should we focus on so that we will be able to overcome, especially when we're going through so many challenges in our life? You know, in every assembly, that our King Yahusha has a message for. It also includes a part where Yahusha tells us about himself. And I believe this is the most important part of these letters because he wants us to meditate and to think and to focus upon the attributes of our King Yahusha. And when Yahusha introduced himself to the congregation in Ephesus, what did he say? He says he is the one who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. Do you know what that means? It means we are never alone because he's right there in our midst. The seven golden lampstands represent the seven ecclesias. It represents the ecclesia as a whole who belong to our King Yahushua. We are included. As a matter of fact, right now, in fulfillment of what Yahusha promised, when two or three are gathered in my name, I am there in their midst. You see, Yahusha walks in our midst. When Yahusha went to heaven, before he ascended, he said to his apostles, he said to his disciples, Lo, I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will be with you until the end of the age. 
Yahusha is not a liar. He speaks the truth and fulfills his promise. And so to this very day, even though he is in heaven now, and we are still here on earth, Yahusha is still in our midst. And he wants us to know that he is always with us. And so, brethren, there's no reason for us to be afraid because Yahusha, our king, can help us. But how? How can our king Yahusha help us when he is in heaven and we are here on earth? Let's read the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, 14 to 16. So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Yahusha, the son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest of ours understands our weaknesses, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. There we will receive his mercy, and we will find grace to help us when we need it most. How can our King Yahushua help us? Because he is in heaven. Bible says when he went to heaven, he became the great high priest. What does it mean? That in heaven, he has become our great high priest. It means Yahushua. Ever since he went to heaven, he did not stop working. Yahushua expressed his love for each and every one of us when he gave up his life that we can be redeemed. But he didn't stop there. He did not forget us after he ascended to heaven. In heaven, he works continuously for us as our high priest. Do you know what that means? He's praying for each one of us, sitting at the right hand of Abba. He's thinking about each and every one of us. He is ready to help us because that's the work of a high priest. You see, as our high priest, our King Yahushua, He's longing, he's longing to help each and every one of us, especially in times of our needs. Do you know why our King Yahushua longs to help us? It's because he understands our weaknesses. Sometimes he understands our weaknesses more than we do. Because after all, he has gone through so much suffering, so much pain. He knows as human beings how hard it is to live life, especially in the midst of trial and tribulation. Yahusha knows that. And so he's in our midst and he's waiting to help. If we will let him help us, why not approach him, the throne of grace? What can we expect when we approach our King Yahusha? We will find grace. We will find mercy when we need it most. Do you know who needs Yahushua most? Those who are guilty of sin. You know, sometimes when we fall into sin, we stay away from our King Yahushua because we say to ourselves, I am not worthy of Yahushua. And so I will not approach him at this time because I am a sinner. Brethren, that's when we need Yahushua the most. We can expect grace. And mercy, not because we're good, not because we deserve it, but because Yahusha is good, because he is loving. 
And so he waits for us to go to him. Why not take this time now? Why not bow your heads and speak something to working Yahusha? Why not say to him, oh, Yahusha, I love you. But I come before you asking for forgiveness. May you show me mercy. Give me grace because I need that the most. I need that especially now. Why not ask for his strength? Because he will give it to us. And while we are praying, but also should we ask from our father before we conclude today, let's read the final passage of our studies in the book of Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. And Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. What also should we pray for? Apostle Paul instructs us, let us pray that from Abba, from Yahuwah's unlimited resources, that he will strengthen our inner man through his spirit. How can we be strengthened in our inner man through his spirit when we allow Christ to make his home in our hearts? Yahusha is in our midst right now. But he will only enter our hearts if we will trust him and invite him in. That is the best thing we can do, especially when we assemble like this. Allow Yahusha to enter into our hearts. What happens when we let our King Yahusha enter our hearts and make his home our hearts? The Bible says, not only shall we develop roots that will make us strong, we will also have an understanding of how wide, how long, how high, how deep Yahuwah's love and Yahusha's love are. Brothers and sisters, there's a reason why our King Yahusha requires that we will remain strong in our first love. That's because it was Yahusha, Yahuwah, who loved us first. Yahuwah gave up his son. Yahusha gave up his life because of how much they love us. They're there for us. And when we experience the love of Christ, Bible says, we will be made complete with all fullness of life and power. No matter what the world is experiencing, no matter what we are going through, when we experience the love of Yahuwah, the love of Yahusha in our life, we will have the strength to overcome all things. And eventually, we will be with him when he returns as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together. Everlasting Abba, Yahuwah, Yahuwah Almighty, most compassionate Father, we bring ourselves into your presence when we think about this possibility. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by the thought 
because as human beings, we know we are filthy. We know we are not worthy. You are holy, holy. We cannot endure and bear your complete presence because of how majestic and glorious you are. But you have given up your son so that we can draw near to you. That shed blood on Mount Calvary was so powerful. We can now approach you and be in fellowship with you. May we never take for granted this opportunity to be your sons and daughters. We know from heaven above, you want to bless us. You want to bring us home. This world here is not our true home. You are preparing a place for your people to dwell forevermore in your midst. Help us to reach that place. But we know for us to do that, we must overcome. We will do our best. And so we are thankful for your commands, for your messages. Yahushua, our King, you have given us the blueprint. You have given us the way. You have given us your commands. We will do our best. We will work hard. We will love you. From our hearts, we want to express devotion because even when people remove themselves from us, even when they persecute us and step out of our lives, you step in and embrace us. You love us and continue to watch over us. Please believe us, Yahushua. We want to be with you. Help us when we approach you boldly. We want to be in your presence. Yes, every time we pray to you, there are things we ask for. We ask for health. We ask for peace and strength. We ask for guidance. But it's not always that we take the time when we pray to you and simply just say, Yahushua, just be with me. Just embrace me. That's all I need. Mary discovered this, the joy of fellowship. Just being with you, your presence in us. This is what we ask. We want to be close to you and experience your love. Loving King, because you are in our midst, in every congregation throughout the world. We who profess your name, be with us, strengthen us and embrace your servants. Father, thank you so much for your love and mercy. We know we will be victorious because you have purposed it so. We have faith in you. We trust you each and every day of our life. Thank you for blessing our worship today. Bless all who are here. Heal us, please, of our sicknesses and strengthen our face once again. Bless our loved ones, bless our children, wherever they may be. We ask and beg everything, loving Abba, 
In the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach. Amen.